You're now listening to the official B podcast. Business elite entrepreneurs. Business elite entrepreneurs. Where you'll be getting proven tips and strategies from professionals on business, motivation, and mindset. Everything you'll need to get started right now. And now your host, serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, Will Galloway. Hey, what's up? What's up, fam? What's good? What's good? You are now tuned into the Business Elite Entrepreneurs Podcast, the Business Elite Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I'm super excited about this episode. Guys, so I had a presentation on Clubhouse, and I was preaching to uh, one of our rooms. You know, the room is called Business in the Book, and we do that room every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's actually a Bible study for entrepreneurs. And if you guys are on Clubhouse, make sure you guys are following me. I'm at Uncle Bill on Clubhouse. But it's an um, adult room. It's, a, uh, it's the entrepreneurs Bible study. So I had to pre- present. And the topic was God's purpose, your action. So, guys, I want you to tune in because I felt like, man, like I got to bring this presentation from Clubhouse and I got to bring it to my business elite entrepreneurs, listeners. So you guys can listen because this topic on purpose and how you connect God with your purpose is so powerful. So I thought it was an amazing, not just because I did it, but I thought it would be a blessing for you to hear it. So I wanted to bring it onto the podcast and I want you guys to listen and I hope you guys enjoy. All right. So let's get this party started. I'm super excited about this call this morning. This is actually my first time actually hosting the Bible studies. I know we all kind of go back and forth and give our insights. And uh, this is going to be my first time actually hosting the uh, call this morning. And this is a topic we've been actually talking about for a while. And I think that this message is important because this message, it not only impacts us, but it impacts everybody that's around us. And what I mean by that is just God's purpose for your life is so critical. It's one of the, I think it's one of the most important things you can ever discover. And the reason why I say that is because I'm that person that was lost before I was found. So when you're lost and you're, you know, out here in the world, I I call it out here in the world. So when you're lost out here in the world, you're really not clear and you don't really have a clear cut plan toward what you're supposed to be doing. And your purpose is very important toward knowing what you're supposed to be doing because it impacts everybody around you. I've noticed that ever since I've actually found my purpose, it has tremendously impacted everybody around me from most importantly, my family. And it also has impacted friends and my employees of my company. Like it impacts everybody. So it's not just for our own selfish gain, but it's really for to impact everybody. So the title today, God's purpose and your action. So the reason why I say it's God's purpose and your action is because it's just not enough just to have your purpose. It's not just enough just to know your purpose, but we're going to talk about action being applied. So in this message today, I broke it down into like three different ways within God's purpose and your action. So I'm going to touch on everything that I have gotten from this message so far. And I'm not going to only just be talking, but I'm actually going to the Bible as well. I'm going to be sharing scriptures. So make sure you guys, if you got something to write down, these scriptures that I'm going to be actually 
discussing today, you really want to start meditating on these scriptures. You don't want to listen to what we'll have to say. We're going to go to the Bible and listen what the word has to say, because the word is more important than my words. I'm just the deliverer. I'm just the messenger. So make sure that you guys implement these Bible scriptures. Make sure you guys ponder on these scriptures because these scriptures are definitely going to be helpful. And so let's go into the three steps. The three steps of God's purpose in your action. And the first step is the importance of fulfilling your purpose. Why is it important? Why are we even having this conversation? Why are even I'm discussing purpose? So I'm going to talk in the first step. I'm going to talk about the importance of fulfilling your purpose. And then the step two, why should you believe in your purpose? Why? Why should you believe in it? Why is this such a big deal? Why are we, again, why are we even talking about this this morning? So I'm going to talk about why you should believe, what's the importance of believing in your purpose. And then the third step, which I think is one of the most important steps, is why taking action is the most important step. I'm going to talk about why taking action is the most important step. Some people might feel like just the purpose alone is the most important step, but you can know something, but without nothing being applied, it's almost like you don't even know it. So I'm going to talk about why taking action is the most important step. And that's going to be in part three. So let's jump into it, guys. Let's jump into it. I'm going to go to my first scripture. I'm going to go to is uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11. So in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you. Let's stop right there real quick. He already know the plans and thoughts for you. So if he already know the plans and thoughts for you, that means that before you were born, and we're talking about the importance of fulfilling your purpose, before you was born, the plan was already there, right? He already had the plan fulfilled for you. So he said, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace. So basically, the plan that he had for you, and I'm talking about the plan is the purpose. So the purpose is already bringing peace. So that already eliminates any anxieties that already eliminates any confusion it already eliminates anything that you're going through currently right now he's saying that with the plan that he already had for you this is already before you was born he already talking about the plan that's for you this plan is for peace so it makes sense to me now thinking about that because right now i'm within peace of myself right i don't have no worries and again i'm not saying this to brag i'm not saying it's like my life is super super perfect i'm not saying that at all but i noticed that i have so many days of peace so many days of understanding. And now I understand what the scripture is saying. Even on the first, I haven't even finished the scripture yet. It's saying, for I know your plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. The Lord is saying this, not will. The Lord is saying this. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster. Not for disaster. So if you're going through something and, and you're having a troubled life right now and you just don't know what's your next move or you just don't have clarity, he's basically saying for you, that I already have the plan for you. What are you waiting for? Because guess what? When you have that plan, there's going to be peace. There's going to be no disaster. There's going to be no frustration. There's going to be nothing that's going to bring uncertainty, right? I haven't even got through the whole scripture yet, and I'm telling you what's already what's already purpose for you. I haven't even went through the whole uh, scripture yet. So let me start all over because this is good. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Again, this is not willed, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster. But guess what? This is the last part. To give you a future and a hope. Wow. To give you a future and a hope. So let me recap real quick. So I don't think you guys understood what I just said. So basically, he already had everything planned for you, right? He already knew that if you fulfilled your plan and the purpose that he had for you, he's not going to put any disaster on you. 
He's going to put peace on you. And what else he said? I'm going to give you a future and a hope. So that future is that business that he already had in store for you, right? That's the future. The hope is that you're going to be successful within that business, right? Or whatever it is you're doing, even if you don't have a business, whatever job opportunity, whatever you do, whatever your plan is, that's already promised. This ain't even what Will said. You heard in the scripture it says, says the Lord. I didn't, I didn't say this. I'm not making this up. This is what the word says. So guys, look, I have like six, seven scriptures to go through. I haven't even got through book with the first scripture. And I can basically shut it down just off that one scripture because, again, this ain't nothing that I'm just trying to say some hocus pocus stuff. I'm saying this is what the word is saying. I don't think that when we think about our purpose, I don't even think that you guys understood just off that one scripture that it was already destined for you to have peace. It was already destined for you to have a future. So if you don't have a future yet, or if you don't know your plan yet, it's already purpose for you to have it. You just got to go get it. You just have to get into the word and find your way to whatever that is. I mean, everybody's purpose and all that is different. But what the scripture is basically saying that it's promised to you. So if it's promised to you, why don't you want to go get it? That's just like one of you guys playing a lotto and you look and see the numbers hit. You're like, man, I won. That mean you got a prize, you got money that's waiting for you, right? What happens if you don't go get it, what's going to happen? They're just going to keep it, right? So why don't you go get what's promised to you? You won that. It was already for you. And I like the part that talks about, man, there's peace with that. There's no disaster. There's a future for you. I like that part. There's a future for you, man. I love that. So I'm, that's just one scripture in. I, I got several more scriptures to go, but I just wanted to get past that because the first step is talking about importance of fulfilling your purpose. And the reason why it's important is because your future is on the line. So when your future is on the line, that means that impacts everybody around you. That impacts your family. That impacts your business. That impacts everybody. Your future is your business. Your future is your family. So this word is basically saying your future is on the line if you don't go fulfill it. So that's very key, guys. That's very important. So now we're still in step one, the importance of fulfilling your purpose. I'm trying to really bring it to you guys so you really can grasp what I'm saying. I want you to leave this message with saying, you know what, man, I got a purpose. Like, I feel like a new man or a new woman. Like, man, I have something to live for. So that's the goal of this conversation. So we're going to go into my next scripture. We're going to go to uh, Romans 8 and 28. We're going to go into Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8, 28. And we know with great confidence that God who deeply is concerned about us. So he's already saying, I like to break. I don't just like to go through a scripture. I like to read it like ABC. So somebody can really get clarity on what the scripture says. I don't like when people just go through a scripture and you be like, dad, what did he just say? You know what I'm saying? Like I like to read it so we can all get clarity on what it's saying so we can understand it. So Romans 8, 28, and we know with great confidence that God who deeply is concerned about us. So he's saying that I'm concerned about you, son. I'm concerned about you, daughter, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan. Let me repeat that. And we know with great confidence that God who deeply is concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan. So, again, the plan is the purpose, guys. That is the plan. He's saying that with great confidence, he's concerned about you. So he's basically saying, Tim, Aaron, Justice, Charlotte, Noah, Donnie, Will, everybody that's in here. He's basically saying that if you don't fulfill your purpose, I'm concerned. 
you know how like a parent is like concerned like when their parent when their child is going in the wrong direction my mom she's down there charlotte she's down there she's concerned about me a lot of times when i'm not doing what i'm supposed to do as a son so that's my godly duty to make sure that i'm doing what i'm supposed to do as a son but our parents god is our father god is concerned he said he's deeply concerned not just concerned he said deeply concerned in the word about us causing all things to work together to plan for good for all those who love God. So that's another key. I don't think y'all caught that. Let me say that one more time. He is deeply concerned about us causing all things to work together as a plan for God, for those who love God. So that's another thing. I didn't even touch on that part. So for in order for you to fulfill your purpose, you got to love God. Like, how do you feel that if you don't have love for our higher power, that the purpose is going to be clarified to you what that is you're supposed to be doing? So when I found my purpose, that was the critical time of my life where I had to go seek God. I had to go reestablish my relationship with God. The relationship never went away. It was always there. But I had to show God, like, I'm all in. Like, I don't want no nothing else but you. I don't want any other distractions. I don't want nothing else but you, God. I want to just love you unconditionally because I know if I love you unconditionally, then you're going to speak to me on what my purpose is. And I'm talking about when I was lost, when I was at a point where I lost everything. I was crying. I was crying to my mom. I was crying to my wife. I was like, what am I going to do? I was just so sad. Like, what is next for me? You know, I just didn't know. But I had to love God for God to say, you know what? Now I can fulfill your purpose. And again, everything that I'm talking about, this ain't nothing Will said. Everything is in the Bible. So let me go over that again. And we know with great confidence that God, who's deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan. It says in here as a plan. We're going to say as our purpose. Together, work together with our purpose for the good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. So guess what, guys? You are called. That's what the scriptures say. You are called according to his plan and his purpose. So what that just told me, and I don't know if you guys interpreted it differently, that basically everybody that's in here, everybody that's in the world is within his plan and his purpose. But guess what? You got to love him first. You got to love and believe in him first in order for that purpose to be fulfilled. So I didn't want to leave that part out. That love part is very, very, very critical. You can't just say, man, I'm finna find my purpose or, oh, I done found my purpose. And you don't love God. And you don't have a relationship with God, that's impossible. That's ludicrous for anybody to think that, oh, I'm making all these millions of dollars, or I had this successful business, but they don't have a relationship with God. Don't you know that's gonna come to an end really, really soon? And I'm not speaking against nobody. That's not what I'm here to I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to speak against nobody. But in order to have an everlasting purpose, in order to have an everlasting business, in order to have an everlasting fruitful relationship, marriage, whatever that looks like, you gotta have a relationship with God. It said in that scripture, you can not only got to have a relationship with God, but you got to love God. So love is important. That relationship with God is important. So that's step one, guys. And I'm feeling so pumped up right now because we only went through the first step and we got three steps. We're talking about God's purpose and your actions. So we got three different steps. And I only went through step one and I can actually close the Bible and be done just off step one. But now nah, we got too much more to go, man. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. So step one was the importance of fulfilling your purpose. Step two, why? Should you believe in your purpose? That's step two. Why should you believe? So, Will, I done heard all this you saying. Yeah, all this sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I love God. I do love God. But all this what you're saying, why should I believe this? What you're saying? Why should I believe this? Tell me why should I believe what you're saying? So let me go over some more scriptures. Because, again, I don't, 
this ain't my conversation. This is God's conversation. This is the word. I'm just the messenger, you know. So let me go into what the word says. Because I like to back my stuff up with Bible principles. I don't consider myself an expert in this, but I know with God's help, I mean, he going to guide me through. So let me just see what he has to say. So I'm going to my first scripture on why you should believe. Let's go to 1 Peter 2 and 9. Now, this is going to be good. I'm going to take it a little further here and talk about why you should believe. So how many people knew? And I just really found this out just by reading the word. And that's why it's so important to read the word, because sometimes you don't really know stuff until you start reading. And once you start reading, things start becoming clear to you. How many of you guys knew that we're all part of royalty? I don't know if you guys knew that we're all a part of royalty. So in 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says, but you are chosen people that go that chosen again. Why don't you guys think that you're worthy? It reminds me of LeBron, my favorite basketball player. They call him the chosen one. They already knew before he entered the NBA that he was going to be destined to be the best behind Michael Jordan. But he's destined to be the best. He called himself the chosen one. That's what LeBron called himself. But did you know that you was the chosen one too? It says in the scripture, but you are chosen people of royal priesthood. Guys, you guys are from royalty. You are kings and queens of a holy nation. That's what it's saying. You are chosen people meaning that you are in, in the holy nation, meaning you are a part of God's nation. We are part of God's nation. We're not only a part of the real estate talk community, but we're a part of God's nation. We are part of God's nation. Oh, that's amazing. We're part of God's nation. So guys, we basically, again, we're kings and queens. So when I come up to you moving forward and I see you and I say, what's up, queen? I see my sister Annetta down there. What's up, queen? I see my mom down there. What's up, queen? I see my brother Will and Noah down there. What's up, king? I see Aaron and Tim up here. What's up, King? You guys are royal. You guys are royalty. And again, I'm going to keep repeating this over and over. This ain't nothing Will saying. I'm going to the Bible. So I have the Bible to back me up today. So it says in 1 Peter 2 and 9, I think everybody needs to remind themselves that they are kings and queens. So put this scripture, write this scripture down and look at the scripture every single day when you wake up and remind yourself of who you are. So you are chosen people, a royal priesthood a holy nation so we're all christians we're all in the holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light so basically what that is saying that to call you out of darkness into the wonderful light so guys if you haven't fulfilled your purpose if you don't love and trust in god then it's basically saying that you are in darkness and in order to come into that wonderful light that the scripture is saying that you have to come on his side you got to choose your side what side are you on? Are you on the side of darkness? Or are you on the side of the wonderful light? So choose your side. I'm choosing the side where he said I'm royalty. I'm choosing that side because I'm a king. I'm choosing that side. So choose the side that you think is makes sense. I mean, the scripture makes sense that we are all in a holy nation and we are all kings and queens. So that was first Peter and two and nine. One more scripture that I'm going to share why you should believe in your purpose. We're still talking about why you should believe in your purpose. And we're going to go to, we're going to go to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 57 and 2. Psalms 57 and 2 says, I crowd to my most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Guys, cry out to my most high God who fulfills his purpose for me. So basically what that's saying is God is telling you, to call him out to you, call out your higher power to fulfill your purpose. That's basically what he's saying. He's saying, cry out to God, the most high, to God, to fulfill his purpose for me. 
And then it says, this is key in understanding God's purpose in your life. God has numbered your days and fulfilled every purpose he has for you. So guys, I mean, it's already, this is why you should believe because God has already promised this stuff to you. Again, why don't you want to go get something that has already been ordained for you? And this is not for you. This is God's purpose for you. Like I always tell people like, this is something I stand on. Like I don't want nothing that's not for me. I want everything that's for me. I want it all. I'm not a greedy person, but I want it all. I want every penny. I want everything that's for me. I don't want nothing that's not for me. I want everything that's for me and my family. That's all I want. Why? Because God said it's already destined for me. Why wouldn't I want it? Why wouldn't I want to accept it? It was already destined for me before I even hit this earth. Before I even came out of my mother's womb, this was already for me. And he said, this is purpose for me. So why wouldn't I want it? And we're talking about why you're supposed to believe in your purpose because that's what the word has said over and over. I've repeated it over and over. I've repeated the scriptures over and over. It says it's already purpose for you. So why wouldn't you want it? Why wouldn't you want something that's already given for you? I talked about it earlier. If you hit the lotto tomorrow, today, and you hit the number for a meal, a couple of meals, why wouldn't you want to go get your money if you want? You're just going to leave it in there and just let the government take it? And you already won? Why wouldn't you go get it? It's already for you. You already won. So I just want to go get what's already for me. I don't know about y'all, but I want what's for me. I want, man, I want every penny of it. And again, I'm not coming off as a greedy person. But if God said, will is yours, I'm going to go get it. And I think everybody in here needs to do the same. So let's follow suit. So just to recap, God's purpose in your action. So I'm going over three different steps of God's purpose and your action. So far, I went over the importance of fulfilling your purpose. We talked about Jeremiah 29 and 11 and Romans 8, 28. Step two, we talked about why you should believe in your purpose. I just went over Psalms 57 and 2 and 1 Peter 2 and 9. So now I'm going to get super excited. If you haven't even heard, I'm already excited, but I'm going to get super excited because guess what? Step three is the most important step. All that stuff I just said is important. Don't get me wrong. All that stuff I said is important. But guess what, guys? If you don't do nothing about it, it don't mean nothing. So step three, I talk about why taking action is the most important step. And I'm going to back it up again with the word. So this is one of my favorite scriptures. And I think everybody should live by this scripture. And the reason why taking action is the most important step is because one of my most important scriptures is James 2.26. And we all know that scripture. James 2.26 that scripture for just as the human body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead so basically why is it important to take action because this step two is not enough so step two talked about why you should believe so let's agree that we all believe in everything we're saying we believe in the word we believe in all scriptures that i went over so far we all didn't believe we all on the same page that's all cool we believe that's great but that scripture just said that's still not enough the faith is one thing, but the works have to align with the faith. Just like my pastor always say, when we talk about works, we're not talking about working super hard. We're not talking about sweating to you tired where you like, man, I don't work. I don't work. Like, I don't work myself out. Like, now works means like you're doing within your purpose what God has already planned for you and you're working toward whatever that is. And sometimes you know that you're working within that because it comes effortless. It's easy. Like sometimes real estate, don't get me wrong, is a hard thing. But sometimes I'll be like, man, like this is so effortless. Like, man, I didn't even know that closing was coming. I didn't even know that check was coming because I'm working within my purpose. And now it's becoming effortless. So faith without works is dead, meaning that.
faith alone will only get you so far. Believing alone will only get you so far. But you have to align the works with it in order for it to manifest. So that's what that scripture was saying. So I want to read something in this mindset. I call it the mindset Bible. It's the Battle of the Mind Bible uh, by Joyce Myers. It was something related to this scripture that I want to share with you guys. And it's related to this scripture, James 26, 2.26. So it says, we are justified before God by faith alone. And again, I like to read stuff line by line because I want to make sure I don't breeze over anything and stuff go over y'all head. So let me go through it line by line so we can get clarity as we're reading this because I don't want nothing to go over your head. You'd be like, what did he just say? No, I want you to hear it line by line so we're on the same page. So when I finish speaking, you guys can say, man, the word got to me today. Like the word took me to another level today. So that's the goal. So we are justified before God by faith alone. But we are justified by other people, by works that are done by faith. So what is that saying? Faith alone is one thing, but it says we are justified by other people, by works that are done by faith. So basically, one of the things my wife always says is talking is just not enough. You have to show some action. Like it got to be some action in alignment with what you're doing. Anybody can say anything. You could talk this, you could talk that. But if I ain't seeing no action in place, then I'm really not believing that. So faith it can only go so far without seeing some implementation. And in James, that's in James 2, 14 and 17. So James asked in this James 2, 14 and 17, James asked how people in need can see our faith if we only wish them well, but do nothing to help them. The point is they cannot, which is often what causes unbelievers to think Christians are hypocritical. God's word tells us we will be known by our fruit. And that's in Matthew 12, 33. We'll be known by our fruit. Meaning we will be known for our purpose. We'll be known for our blessings. So everybody that's within their purpose, they're known from their fruit. Their fruit is your purpose. That's your blessing. You're known from that. I'm known for real estate. So basically saying God's word tells us that we are known by our fruit. When you say will, you say real estate. I'm known for my fruit. Fruit can be seen and its impact can be felt, but our faith cannot be seen or felt if it has no fruit to back it up. So basically you can see so that what that's saying is, is I'm, let me repeat that again, just before that one over your head. God's word tells us that we will be known by our fruit. So I'm known from real estate. Fruit can be seen. OK, y'all see it. Y'all, you know, see that I'm an investor and I'm just using myself an example. It can be seen and its impact can be felt. So my impact has been felt. But our faith cannot be seen. So basically, y'all can't see the stuff that I'm doing behind the scenes. Right. Y'all don't see the work that I'm putting in, the sweat, all the, the y'all y'all looking at the glory, but y'all really don't see the story. Y'all haven't seen what it took to Tim to get to where he is. Y'all haven't seen what it took for Eric Cyrus, Anetta, everybody that's up here, everybody who has gotten to a certain level. Y'all haven't seen that part, right? So God's word tells us we are known for our fruit. Fruit cannot be seen and its impact can be felt but our faith cannot be seen or felt if it has not no fruit to back it up so basically all this stuff that we've been doing behind closed doors the faith that we've been having the belief all this stuff that you guys haven't seen y'all don't see that part but my fruit is backing me up so my reputation backs up itself my background backs up itself so the fruit is my purpose is backing it up so let's be sure that we allow our faith to be complete excuse me to be completed by working with God 
to let it produce good things from which others can benefit. You didn't hear that last part. So it's basically saying that let's be sure that we allow our faith to be completed by working with God to let it produce. So we have to be in alignment with God. We have to allow our faith to produce the fruit. So the fruit, which is things which are good to benefit others. I talked about that before this, this call even started, guys. It's not about us. Remove ourselves from the equation. It's not about us. All this time I've been talking is to fulfill the purpose for others. Wow. I don't think you guys caught that. The whole time y'all been thinking I've been talking about fulfilling y'all purpose for y'all selves. See, that's what y'all thought the whole time. Y'all thought this whole time I've been talking about fulfilling your purpose so Will can be, oh, this multi-million dollar real estate investor. Oh, for him to be this super well-known pastor. No, that wasn't what it was for. It just said it, that it was for four others to benefit. So that's why it's so important for us to fulfill our purpose because it's not even for us. God wanted to be so you can impact others. He wanted me to preach this today so I can impact y'all. This is good for me, but it's really to impact everybody that's listening, right? It's really to impact everybody that's listening. So that's what the purpose of our fruit and this word it said fruit, but the fruit is really your purpose. That's whatever it is you're doing. That's whatever it is you're blessed upon. It's to fulfill for others. So let's let's take this message today. And I got one more scripture to share before I, before I park my plane. Let's take this message today and just know that everything that we're doing, that it's impacting somebody else because we're already good. Like all the scriptures I read to you before, like God's already had your purpose when you're born, all that stuff. Like God already got us. Like He told you, I got you. You good. Will you good? I got you. Trust me, I got you. But look, to fulfill my plan, I need you to love me. I need you to believe in me. And I need you to fulfill my kingdom, which is my people. You are a leader. So what leaders do? Leaders bring people together, right? So all this scripture, a lot, a lot of people say everybody's not a leader. Everybody's not born. No, that's false. The word says you are born to be a leader. You might be a leader in a different capacity. That's That might be true. Your capacity might not be as big as somebody else's. That's okay, though, because you may lead a smaller pack than somebody else, but that does not mean that your impact does not mean anything. It doesn't mean that. You might impact maybe 100 people, and this person on TV might impact millions of people, but those thousands of people that you impact or those hundreds of people or those tens of people that you impact, that might be the next leader that's going to be on TV because they was purposeful from what you said and what you put inside of them. So that's why it's so important because you don't know who's listening. I don't know who's on this call who's going to be the next billionaire because of the words that I'm speaking today, because of the, the, the scriptures that I'm sharing today. I don't know, but I do know that I have to fulfill what God has just told me through all these scriptures I read. So I have to deplete the message. I'm again, I'm just a messenger, guys. I'm not, it's this is not me. This is the word. I'm just the messenger. But somebody needs to hear it in this room to become the next billionaire. Somebody need to hear it. So let me go over one more scripture real quick while we're talking about why it's important to take action. Let me go over a story in the Bible. This is a real cool story. Me and Tim was just talking about this story in the Bible. <laughs> it's so funny. We were talking about John 6. Let me find that scripture real quick. We were talking about John 6. John 15, 27. So we're talking about John 15 and 27. We're talking about a, a, a well-known story that's in the Bible. A well-known story that's in the Bible. Six and nine, six and nine, six and nine. This is good. This is good. So you guys know about, uh, thank you all for y'all picking. So you know about the scripture where it talks about, I mean, this is in alignment with step three, why taking action is the most important step. So when we talk about taking action is the most important step, 
I love this story because it talks about this young man, how he had unbelief, but he don't know that when God say do something, don't ask no questions, just do it. So let me start here. So it talks about the, the young boy who was trying to feed a whole lot of people and he didn't think he had enough food to feed the people. So he was looking at the amount of people it was, but he wasn't trusting what God told him. So it talks about, but he said to test Philip because he knew what he was about to do. Philip answered 200, two denarii, 200 days wages worth of the bread is not enough for each one to receive even a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many people? So now Jesus is going to talk. I like this part. Jesus said, have the people come sit down. Don't worry about that. See, some of y'all just worry about stuff that you overcomplicating things like just trust. Just believe what he's saying. If he tell you to do something, just do it. Don't worry about if you don't have enough money yet. Don't worry about if you don't have enough resources. Just listen. Just just do. Just believe. So Jesus said this is when Jesus had to step in like y'all over here talking about too many people. I don't care nothing about all that. Jesus said, have the people sit down to eat. And they like have the people come down and sit down to eat like. It ain't even enough food to feed all these people. He said, now the ground there was covered with an abundance of grass. So the men sat down. It was about 5,000 people. So this man got a couple of couple of loaves of bread, about two, three pieces of fish. I don't know about y'all, two, three pieces of fish. I can eat that by myself. Can't share no two, three pieces of fish with 5,000. I can't share that barely with my wife. Because me and her eat a two-piece together. I mean, I would share it with her, don't get me wrong. But man, I don't know about 5,000 people. So I need to hear this message. So it says, it was 5,000 in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them. So God, he gave thanks. He said, I give thanks over this food right now. I give thanks. So he said, I give thanks. He said, then Jesus took the loaves, and he gave thanks. He distributed them to those who were seated. So everybody who we told to sit down, it was 5,000 people now. That's a lot of people. 5,000 people, he told all of them to sit down. And the same also with the fish. And this is the part I like. As much as they wanted. Wow. So you mean to tell me somebody who, this is the key part. Stop going off what it looks like. Stop going off what it looks like. Because what it looks like is not what it is. Don't y'all understand this message? It's saying, don't go off what it looks like. Some of you guys are quitting in 30 days, right? Because you haven't seen anything. God told you what to do. He gave you your purpose. He said, do this, 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 this. Step one, two, three, four, five, six. You got to step three and you quit because guess what? You got frustrated on what it looked like. You got frustrated you haven't closed the deal yet. You got frustrated that you didn't have the money that you thought you were going to be able to start. You got frustrated because you didn't have enough resources. This man fed 5,000 people with low, well, a few loaves of bread and two or three pieces of fish. So guys, when are you going to get Jesus in alignment with what you're doing? As soon as that young man reached out to Jesus, Jesus looked at him and said, do you not believe that I can feed 5,000 people? Are you crazy? He didn't say that part, but I'm saying that part. Are you crazy? Okay, this is what we're going to do. He probably had a microphone. Hey, everybody. I know y'all can't hear me, but hey, 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 I need everybody to sit down. I need everybody to sit down. I know y'all hungry and we're finna get ready to eat, but I need everybody to sit down. We're finna go ahead and we're finna go ahead and do the grace and we're finna go ahead and feed everybody. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. Cause you probably want to speak from a microphone to speak to 5,000 people. So when everybody sat down, I don't think y'all seen the last part. I don't think y'all got the last part. It said as much as they wanted. 
Then it said, when they had eaten enough, he said to his disciples, gather up the leftovers. They had leftovers? Wow. Over a few loaves and a few pieces of fish. They had leftovers so that nothing will be lost. Like, yeah, some leftovers, but hey, y'all going to eat them later. So they gathered them up and they filled 12 large baskets. So you mean you tell me 5,000 people ate and they still had leftovers to fill in some large baskets with pieces with the five barley loaves which there were left over those who had eaten when the people saw that the sign attesting miracle that he had done, they began saying, this is without a doubt the promised prophet who has come into this world. Then Jesus knowing that they were going to come and take him by force to make him king withdrew again to the mountainside by itself. So I'm gonna end this message by saying anything is possible with Jesus. It's not possible by yourself. So in order to fulfill your purpose, I just gave you the three steps. One, the importance of fulfilling your purpose. I just talked about it in Jeremiah 29, 11 and Romans 8 and 28. Two, I just talked about why you should believe in your purpose. And then step three, I talked about why taking action is the most important steps because in order to take action, that's believing. And in order to believe, that will allow the action to come to fruition. And the most important step, well not step, the most important part about everything that I've talked about is, remember, it's not for you, it's for others. So I'll land my plane there. Wow, that was a powerful message. I hope you guys was able to get that. I mean, everything was strictly from the Bible. So make sure you guys tune in, get those scriptures, get into the word, meditate on that word, and become a better person. You know, discover your purpose and um, take action. So. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Official B Podcast at Official B Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Business Elite Entrepreneurs Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, share and subscribe, or visit us on the web at www.businesseliteentrepreneurs.com. We'll see you on the next episode.